Quick audio note for this week. We had some slight audio issues with our guest Mike from the recasting couch. So we had to make some choppy edits, and sometimes it sounds like he's inside of a sunspot. But we did our best, and I hope you can enjoy the episode. And if you can't, it's all Chris's fault anyway. Dueling Genre Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Clerks, one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And today we are covering Minute 61 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest Board of Health Minute ever. And we're joined from the recasting couch by Mike. Hey everyone, it's Chris and Mike from the recasting couch. The podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the Quick Stop. All right, so uh, Minute 61 starts with a man rattling off some legalese and ends with Dante running for the door. Yeah, this is, uh, this is also known as the Ken Clark Minute. We got a lot of Ken Clark this minute. He's the, he's the guy yeah. administering the fine. We talked in a previous minute about the stickers on his briefcase. We can't figure out what they are. We have one that looks maybe like a Batman sticker, but we couldn't figure out what the rest of it. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's pretty unprofessional for the guy from the Board of Health to have. Yeah. We think it was Kevin's briefcase that he brought in with him, and they just grabbed it. <laughs> Maybe he had his lunch in it. Yeah, <laughs> I could see him being that type of guy. I'm like, I've got a, I'm a briefcase. I'm an adult now, but he's still got to put stickers from like you know all geeky stuff and you know how people would put like band stickers all over their book bags and that kind of thing. I can't look. There's, I don't. I can't handle the close up of Ken Clark. Ken Clark brings up uh, New Jersey statute section two a one seven slash five one. Do you want to hear what that is? <laughs> I I have it sitting right here in front of me. Alright, so that is, no person, either directly or indirectly, by an agent or employee, or by a vending machine owned by the person, or located in the person's establishment, shall sell, offer sale, or distribute for commercial commercial purpose, at no cost, or minimal cost, or with coupons or rebate offers, give or furnish, to a person under 19 years of age. Well, there's three more pages of that. I just went with, uh, paragraph one was what I read. I'm not going any further than that. It, the, the law actually has electronic smoking devices actually in there too. So, because now, well, actually, I saw a lo- uh, sign in Wawa the other day when I was in there, and uh, the age is now twenty-one. You can fight for your country for you know three years before you can buy a pack of cigarettes now in the state of New Jersey. If I can die for the country, I should be able to um, use all the country's um, you know benefits. Yeah, you know what? I tried that <laughs> after uh, like when I got in the, the Air Force. They don't go for that. <laughs> they don't want to hear that. I thought they, it was okay. They, I thought if you were in uniform, you could go to the bar and stuff. It is, it is, it is absolutely not okay. <laughs> it is not okay in any way. Um, if you go overseas, it's 18. You can only because usually in most host nations, the drinking drinking law is usually like, yeah, whatever. And everybody smokes at like age 10. So right. they really don't care. I was always told in Ireland it was if you could see over the bar. Yeah, we made the same joke when we were there. They didn't. They, didn't they don't think that's funny at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was always thought, well, the leprechauns can't drink, I guess. Yeah, that's another word I wasn't using while I was there. <laughs> no, they don't want to hear that either. 
the problem was everybody in Ireland looks exactly like how you thought they might. They're like, I, I don't want to. I, I see why well, everyone's afraid of off. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in here, uh, their forearms are the same size as my legs. <laughs> what does what everyone... That, I haven't been in years, but Ireland was the best. Yeah. Why does everyone in this country look like they their job is a, as a construction worker? <laughs> <laughs> They're all manly men. Well, yeah. They're not podcasting. No, they are. They are not podcasting, <laughs> <laughs> or they're they're podcasting about something like beer, <laughs> and not even a, and certainly no beer like oh this is my uh, my homebrew that I made. It's just about how much they drank. Right, <laughs> it has nothing to do with like that it that has a little bit of cider in it or something. <laughs> yeah, you know when I was there, why we befriend I was there for a couple weeks and we befriended a bunch of the bartenders. Like, we went to like the same three places all the time, and they told us that the most popular beer that they have there is Budweiser, and I was yeah. so disappointed. Like, the Guinness, I don't know if you guys are Guinness drinkers, I'm a huge Guinness drinker, and the Guinness was so good there, it's just, I like Guinness. just different, and I, I was so disappointed to hear that they import Budweiser, and I think it's, it's I don't even like people who drink Budweiser here. <laughs> you don't even I mean, like they, the people who drink it. <laughs> they just laughed, they laughed at the Americans when we were there about the amount that we could drink. Because yeah. the same thing, like, you know, we, we just got off the plane, and we'd walk down to the bar, and, you know, you have, like, two Guinnesses, and you're, like, tipsy, because you haven't eaten in 18 hours. Meanwhile, this guy's like two Guinnesses. I had two Guinnesses when I woke up this morning. <laughs> right. With breakfast, <laughs> like, with my sausage and beans or whatever they had. When we were there, they would tell us that uh, if you had a colicky baby, they would mix half Guinness, half cream with like a shitload of sugar. And they would give that to. Well, so that, that was when we were in Ireland and we were all. They were bullshit. They were I don't bullshit. know. It, it helped Then I was down on Sussex in Philly, whatever, five or six years after I was there. And I, the bartender happened to be from Ireland, and so I asked him. I was like, is this true? And he goes, oh yeah, absolutely. Do you want me to make you one? And he freaking made us one. It tasted like ice cream. It was like Guinness ice cream. It was awesome. It sounds disgusting, but it was actually I, really I need good. I not get involved with Guinness ice cream, otherwise I'm going to have a severe problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be fat and drunk all the time. This is what I need. Great way to go through college. <laughs> and, and, fat and drunk? And stupid. <laughs> exactly. Stupid. I'm glad you got the reference, by the way. I was afraid that that was going to fly over the top, but I'm glad you got it. Yeah. I don't know. I think Chris might have missed it, but I got it. <laughs> no, Chris, you don't know it. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Oh, Animal House. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard it before. It's from Animal know, House. It. Animal House, okay. From me. <laughs> hey, listen, if you throw a reference out, Jeff knows it. <laughs> if it's a movie reference. Yeah. Now, having said that, you know, like, within the next, like, two days, someone's going to say something. I'm going to be like, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. no. I And I'm more likely to know if it's in my wheelhouse. Like, 70s, 80s, 90s, I'm good. Uh, the closer you get to today... You must be <laughs> probably around the same age as I am because I'm pretty much the exact same way. If you looked at our podcast, because obviously I do a movie podcast as well, and uh, all of the movies we do are like 80s, 90s, and very early 2000s, and that's about it. I saw it. Fright Yeah, that one. I've never seen, seen that before. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Also, yeah. Really? Well, that's like when I grew up, all we did was watch horror movies. My house was the house you were allowed to watch horror movies at, no matter what age you were or what your parents said. That's so funny. It was not a genre that I ever really got into for some reason. No, I saw it all. All the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Fright Night, Poltergeist, and I mean, like, when I'm seven. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't saw like all those movies, movies, but certainly not back when they were out. Well, no, because my parents would watch it. My mom watched all that stuff. And, you know, you have this the 80s, so you basically have your one main TV, and you had two choices. Watch what we're watching, or get the hell out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and you'd be watching Poltergeist, and, you know, you'd start to be like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? And she would just go, ah, don't worry about it, it's just a movie. Did you have the same issue in your house that I had in my house? I've always found this curious with people that, uh, that are around my age. Back when it was not digital TV, it was analog, and that actually had a dial on it that you had to turn. Did you become the remote? Because I was most certainly the remote. My parents would be like, go go put on Channel 8. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. And if the picture didn't come in, you had to be the one to move the antenna around too. Hell yeah! And if, if for some reason when you let go, it went to it went to a you know uh, static, but if you but if you held it, it saved. No, yeah. You had to hold that shit for the next fifteen minutes because there's nothing. You stood there. Yeah, you stood yeah. there. Yeah, we had one of them, and then the TV where the vertical hold would go, and then it would just start flipping the screen the the screen over and over again, and it was like a magic trick to be like, all right, get it. All right, is it going to flip? Damn it, it's still going. All right, got to flip it. No, 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 no. Oh, that's hilarious. We had one worse than that. We had the large TV that the sound went on and the small TV thrown on top of it to play the sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had one of them. When we, that was our old TV that eventually got moved upstairs. You know, we had to get like four stout men to move it because it was like yeah. a friggin' huge thing inside of a wooden cabinet. Yeah, it's a cabinet. When, we, when my mom eventually moved out of the house, I asked her what she did with the TV. She's like, I left it there. She's like, no one can move it. Right. You have to get a crane to get it out I'll of there. I'll tell you this. That TV still worked. And it, it wow. had to be, when my mom moved out, my mom moved out probably around 2000. That, that TV had to be 40 years old. <laughs> Was it one of the ones with the big speakers on the big sides? Big speakers on the side. It's all made oh, of wood. Man. Yeah. yeah. So it eventually got downgraded to me playing video games on it. <laughs> Atari? Yeah, you no, know what, you know what was weird about those TVs also is a legit way to fix a TV back then every once in a while. <laughs> Was to just smack it, <laughs> yeah, bang it, yeah. It was, and it, and it worked. Like it fixed it every once in a while. You'd be like, something would be going wrong. You just smack the side of it. You're like, oh, there we go. All right, very odd. Could you imagine that now? Just could you just imagine hitting the side of like an HD TV? You're breaking. Oh yeah, I've seen enough. It's gonna be so videos of people playing weed and those things where they have throw a, you know remote goes flying out of their hand and hit the side of it. The whole the whole screen just uh, it's like dropping an iPhone. All right. So as much as we don't want to, we're gonna have to talk about Ken Clark some more. Am I the only one who thinks he looks like a reject from Night of the Living Dead? Like, he, he looks like the guy at the beginning of that movie. He looks like the brother. Oh, the brother. Oh, he does. Barbara, yes, they're coming, coming to get, get you, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> like, he looks like that guy. <laughs> it does look like him. <laughs> he, he looks like a guy who could have played that role in any 80s yeah. movie. On our, yeah. on our podcast, we call them that guys. It's a guy who we're like, who, who's that guy? Who's that, you know, that guy who did that? Where you know him by sight, but you can't really, you don't remember his name. You're like, I've seen him in a million little tiny roles in TV or commercials or movies, but I can't remember his name. He kind of reminds me of one of those guys. I don't think he is one of them, but he just had that kind of feel. I like the, I like the that guy thing, because that would save us a lot yeah. of research. Well, well thankfully, <laughs> that guy, you know, clerks, that um, all my research is confined to looking them up on IMDb, finding out they've been in literally nothing else, <laughs> and then moving on with my life. <laughs> Because it's not a it's not a movie where all the actors have done anything. Like the main actors, you know, worked afterwards, but all the side players were obviously just either local theater actors or people yeah. Even the main actors pretty much only did view askew stuff, right? Like I, I mean, Brian oh, Halloran didn't did he do anything uh, other like, than Oh Halloran? He shows up in other stuff. Um, Veronica, Marion Gigliotti, she's in a bunch. But I mean, like B movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm trying to think of anybody else. Like Jeff Anderson, he was in a couple of things, but most of them were adjacent to view askew stuff, like they were a friend of a friend type thing. And once they were in, they just kept popping well, I mean, up and everything. Nobody wants to shut off the money. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be a really good gig right. to be a close friend of Kevin Smith. Like, he really takes care of his people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you better, uh, unless you're Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's did, not true. Now I was he's just, friends with Bruce I was going to say, did you hear that apparently Bruce Willis reached out to him and was like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, but there was no follow-up to it. It just, that was it. Yeah, it was just a one, right, exactly. That was a great story when he says at the end of it, were you visited by three ghosts last night? <laughs> Why are you being nice to me? <laughs> All right, so I find, now I know you're Mr. Statutes over there, Chris. I know you looked them up. But I find it difficult to believe there's any kind of fine that can be levied that can't be challenged in any court of law. Well, 
Honestly, it says it's this, the fine was only two fifty too, but he gives them double because the kids the kids' age was. I also so, feel so like low. that's not a thing. <laughs> no, but it, it does say two fifty. So somebody researched it for the movie itself because he mentions that he does he doubled it. Yeah, see, as much as we were talking about how stupid it is that you know the, the age is now twenty one, we can all agree, right? The four is too young. Four might be a little. Too, I, know, I thought she was five right? at least. Yeah. So. I think that's how they cured. That's how they cured colic in the fifties, right? They use Guinness. They give kids cigarettes. Yeah, so like, it looks like your kid's got some tuberculosis. Give him a pack of Luckies. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. They're menthols. It's like you're not even smoking. <laughs> They're good for you. Yeah, so it goes through all this about statutes sell cigarettes to minors. Blah blah blah. My question is: This is a four-year-old girl. Where's her mother? <laughs> Right. Why is this kid able to walk into the store by herself? Somebody should have arrested that mother. You're right. And I feel like I wouldn't have wasted my time calling the Board of Health if my four-year-old walked out smoking a cigarette out of a store. No. Well, did she walk out? Because I think she stayed in the store and smoked that cigarette. Remember, she was in front of well, the I think she lit room. up in the store, but... Oh, she lit up in a laptop. Is that what happened? He even gave her matches, so she wouldn't Listen, have a problem. Randall is a quality clerk. He's passing along matches. <laughs> Another... Another, another wonderful thing to give me. Spoiler, it happened already. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. Nobody remembers that. <laughs> <It's just spoiler. laughs> Dante doesn't know. Don't spoiler tell him. For something that happened forty minutes ago in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, forget they gave the four-year-old a cigarette. He gave a four-year-old a pack of matches. <laughs> right here, here's a pack of matches. Go out and play in that abandoned field for a little while. <laughs> See if you can't start a brush fire. Right? Did the four-year-old walk from our house to this quick stop? Know. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, I feel like. Do you guys have kids? Do you guys have kids at all? Yes, I, yeah, yeah, I have a nine-year-old, and I'm thankful that she's not a smoker yet. Well, before four is young to like not be tethered to a parent. The nineties, and they just like to run free and do whatever. But four was a weird age for Kevin to pick. You know, like nine, I would understand, or eight, or even seven. But four is like, listen, I've got, I've, I have many kids, and several of them have been four, and one of them right now is four. And four is barely able yeah, to yeah, find. There's his no way they make it to the end of the driveways, like. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, if a four-year-old right. walked into a store and wasn't quickly had a parent or an older sibling coming in behind him, he'd be asking, like, um, are you lost? Do you have a parent with you? Not like, hey, let's do some commerce here. Yeah, I don't know, man. you got to get the sale, right? you got to get those sales does, in. I can't remember. Does she ask for a pack of cigarettes? She or puts the she money up on the counter and he hands her cigarettes. He hands her a pack of cigarettes. I remember yeah. he had to reach down low to give like, them to her. <laughs> what's funny, though, my, my mom was a smoker, and it had to have been by the time I was eight, I was running into the store to buy them for and no one, I did too. No one questioned. And I did too. And they did. Oh, no me. one questioned at all. Lottery tickets. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I would. Pick, I would go pick up my mom's <laughs> cigarettes, lottery tickets. And then I remember uh, one of those times they give you like that anti-smoking talk at a uh, school, and then you come home all self-righteous, and she'd be pulled to the store, and she's like, "All right, go in and give me a couple packs of cigarettes." And I'm like, "No, uh, I learned at school today you're not going to do that." And there's like a long silence, like. Get your ass in there and get what I ask for. All right. <laughs> yes. I had that same conversation, uh, with, my conversation with my mom about seven times. About seven times. Yeah. Times. You try. You try to bring it up. They tell you at school it's going to be so easy. Just tell your parents that it's going to – they're like, listen, I know yeah. it's bad for me. <laughs> what was the school thinking sending them <laughs> kids home to get their asses beat by telling their mom to quit yeah. smoking? It's just lucky I told her, like, right after work. I didn't wait till like, uh, you know, Saturday night, which, you know, everyone's had a few pops in them. Yeah, you're lucky she she wasn't having a nicotine fit trying to get you to go to the store and you say no because you would have been yeah. in trouble. Getting smashed in the face with a briefcase with stickers all over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else about our but Yeah, so Ken Clarkey gives out a, gives out the fine, says how uh, you can't contest any court, which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And then uh, 
He also says, Dante says he was there all day. He wasn't he was there, there all day. day. Except when I left to go to a funeral. <laughs> Except when I left to play hockey. Right. <laughs> Except when I left and Randall was in here for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember where he was that time when Randall was there. I don't remember where he was either, but he don't even remember it either because he says he didn't sell any cigarettes to any kid and he doesn't try to blame yeah, Randall. Well, maybe next ever. time when somebody well, comes in with a suit and tie and ask you there all day, maybe get a, ask a couple more questions. The first thing I say is why. That's the yeah. first thing I say. Because. <laughs> or who's asking? Yeah, because I need to find out who to levy this $500 fine to. Yeah. That's not me. No. That wasn't uh, your yeah, own. Yeah, we get a great Rick Darris line. I really enjoy the. What a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> he like really leans into it. That's yeah. sick, Dante. That's yeah, the her things. line reading not as good. <laughs> no, no, nowhere yeah. near as good. Honestly, all of the line, all of the line readings in particular seem a little rough. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love, I, I love me some Rick Darius. Uh, you know what I'll tell you about this? One of the line readings I don't like is, um, as much as Kevin has a very, let's say, basic style of how he films, I hate the singles on Dante where it's like a close-up of his face and he's doing. It's like I didn't sell cigarettes to any kids. I really wish they, I would really wish they hadn't done that shot and just done it from a different angle. It, it is a weird cut. I agree with you. Weird. It's definitely a weird cut. It like goes from a little bit wider where you've got a bunch of people in the scene to like not an extreme close up, but just a framed Dante in the middle, and it feels like an audition clip. I think Kevin really likes his facial expressions. Like he thinks he's he's a really good actor, and he's trying to close up on his facial expressions. It just doesn't make any sense because you're looking at the other the way that it's shooting the other characters, and then yeah, the Dante stuff looks like they filmed it. That's the two clips he has that they were filmed a totally different time. Yeah, it had to be. Like, yeah. he wasn't in the room at the time, so they were like, we'll just do a single on him. And yeah, then we end with Rick Darris. Forget it. Well, I like that um, the other guy says, the warrant will be issued for your yeah. arrest. Have a nice day. Well, he's a polite guy. <laughs> That's why he said, have a nice day. Yeah. Uh, the very last, so we get down to the last, like, four seconds of the thing here where uh, Rick Darris starts to, you know, starts to yell at him. Um, it seems like Rick Darris is about to try to get self-righteous. We'll get into it next minute, but, uh, after what he just said the last, like, two minutes to Dante, he needs to shut up. He spent the last two minutes talking about how he used to bang his girlfriend behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to just go take his gallon of milk and drink it. Yeah, well, the Rick Darius character doesn't seem very self-aware. No, he, he's a dude. He's a dude, bro. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way around it. No. Yeah. That's I mean, even sure. in this, when the guy, <laughs> when, uh, the, whatever the hell he is, the guy from the Board of Health, he's talking. And I'll, listen, I'll give credit to the, to the actor <laughs> when he's talking. He's, he's got all kinds of business going on over there. His head's moving. He's, he's looking around, which I guess is the way you need to play it. It's better than standing there like a statue. You really wouldn't do that either, especially when some you're finding out this idiot's getting a $500 fine for selling cigarettes to toddler. Right. Plus, he was already breaking his balls for a long time, so now it's time to really get on him. Yeah. Let me check my Ken Clark. I, I don't have anything we haven't covered yet. Haven't gotten to. No, I think we're good. No. Right, so, uh... Mike, why don't you tell uh, the people out there, well, tell them where they can find you and explain a little bit about what your podcast is. Sure. So we, uh, our podcast is called The Recasting Couch, and it can essentially be found you know, everywhere. It's on iTunes and Stitcher and Google and wherever you want to find it. It's Anywhere you get your podcast is where you can get ours. We've put it everywhere we can think of. Uh, our podcast is uh, essentially it's a, also a movie podcast. We take our uh, favorite movies, some of them not so favorite sometimes, and um, we, we – Essentially, just talk about them, and then we recast them. So we switch out the cast and see if we can do better. Is rare, but uh, we, we've done a couple movies where we might have actually done better. But it's a fairly simple, straightforward pre- premise. But it's uh, we get into a lot, and and kind of like this podcast, we go. It's not. We don't necessarily stick to the script. We kind of go everywhere. 
or like us don't necessarily have. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's we don't really either. Yeah, the first two lines of the of the show, that's it. That's the only thing that's written down. And sometimes you can't get that Shut right. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I find the more that we write down and try to say, the less it comes off as good. <laughs> oh, not. It's very robotic when you try to read something, like that, at least for us it is. Yeah, uh, I don't want to do any reading. It's my off time. All right, if you're, look, all right, if you're looking for us, you can find us over on uh, Facebook and Twitter, the normal places. We're at uh, DuelingGenre.com with a, a group of other Movies by Minutes podcasts, including Boy Story, Bueller, Lord of the Rings, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rings, Harry Potter, <laughs> uh, Rocky Minute. Uh, they also do uh, some original stuff like Geek by Night, which are both excellent. Uh, you can also swing by and look us up on Google. The Burbs Minute, our original podcast, did like this, Minute by Minute, where we broke down the 1989 Tom classic, The Burbs. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's so a fun movie. If I said that and you're like, oh, I love that, that movie, that you should really go listen to it. If I said that and you're like, I don't know what that movie is, get out from the rock you're living under yeah, I get and go watch The Burbs. Or don't watch it, but leave us oh, a five-star yeah, review. Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, <laughs> especially if you haven't seen it. It's, it's very interesting to revisit it a minute at a time. But to be fair... Compared to Clerks, everybody in that's very famous. <laughs> so, all right, Chris, you got anything? No, I'm not even supposed to be here today. You almost fucking forgot, didn't you? <laughs> I, I didn't know what you were doing. I didn't know if you were throwing it to me for freaking plugs or what was going on.